Hey, hello. This is something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. My name is Jerome. And Jerome is finally in the house with a wrestling podcast. I've been going back and forth on what to do with this, how to do it. And uh, I saw Big Swole on the calling app. And I said, let me give the calling app a try. Salute and shout outs to Big Swole for introducing me to a new platform. Uh, Definitely need to uh, tap back into Swole World over here. And, you know, I just wanted to give my word on wrestling. Um, Not sure what I'm going to do with this platform or how I'm going to shape it and construct it. I kind of had some preliminary plans on my own of what I wanted to do. Uh, Definitely, if the opportunity presents itself, I would love to get a co-host or put myself in a situation to where we can do audio and video and get across multiple platforms and podcast apps. But for now, I mean, I couldn't pick a better time to start other than WrestleMania. My hope was at the start of this podcast to have viewed other uh, other shows surrounding WrestleMania, which I have in bits and pieces, but I didn't really get the opportunity to really sit with the other shows like ROH, Supercard of Honor, Impact, Multiverse of Matches, GCW for the Culture, I know GCW has some other shows that I need to see. I need to see what matches were on what GCW shows. Like, if I'm not mistaken, I believe For the Culture had Hitmakers versus Shane Taylor Promotions. And I believe, if I'm not, unless I, unless unless it's for a different For the Culture show, I believe this show also had Tasha Stills versus Big Swole. Uh, so those two matches I definitely want to tap into. Um, obviously, the talk of the town is the FTR Briscoes match. Uh, Then you also had Stand and Deliver, which was a great way to start a Saturday afternoon, getting to watch that show. For the most part, I was tuned in and very engaged with that show. Uh, I've I've seen most of the show. I believe the only match that I I, I wasn't able to watch was Gunther. Yeah, I'm calling him Gunther. I know his mama named him Walter, so I'm going to call him Walter. I I know that everybody wants to still call him Walter or Walter. But he's Gunther. Or as the homie Bivens would say, he's Gunner. All right? He's either Gunther or Gunner. Those are the only two options that you have to, to, name, to name the former Walter or Walter. He's Gunther or Gunner. Let's get that clear. Just like Pete Dunn is Butch. Butch don't resemble nothing like Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn is gone. He lost to Tony D'Angelo. And he lost to, or did he beat Tony D'Angelo? I forgot if he won or lost against Tony D'Angelo. But he lost to Carmelo Hayes, and he retired. Pete Dunne retired. Because if you look at Pete Dunne, Pete Dunne is so nonchalant. Butch is a ball of energy. They both want to break your face and break your fingers. And rip your and rip your mouth from your face. They both want to do that, 
but they have two different approaches to doing it. Pete Dunn couldn't be Butch. Butch couldn't be Pete Dunn. But yeah. Uh, the main thing here is, you know, that I did watch WrestleMania. And I watched both nights live for the most part. Uh, I decided to take off work uh, for Monday today, which is today, because I really felt that I was going to need a lot of time because I thought I was going to also watch uh, some more of the other shows. But but I didn't realize how tired I was going to be like. And then also MLB The Show 22 came out, which I had went and got on Saturday. I could have got it Friday, but I didn't realize I thought something funny happened with my with my purchase because I got the I, I, I saw the initial charge on my card. And I keep forgetting that they do this, especially when it's a pre-order. I saw the initial charge with my card and was like, okay, cool. I did that maybe two weeks ago or, or the week before the game. Yeah, I did it the week before the game came out. So I see the initial charge. I'm like, cool. When Thursday or Friday, Thursday night or Friday uh, or Friday after work comes, which I should, I meant to take Friday off, but I didn't anticipate pre-ordering the game until that week you know i got paid and i was like well and i looked at i looked after i did all my priorities i thought i was gonna have to like i thought i wasn't gonna be able to do anything else and when i got all my priorities done i was like wait a minute (laughs) i was like oh this game comes out on april 1st and then i had to double check myself that it wasn't an april fool's joke but yeah if you get the mvp edition or the digital edition, I believe. I'm not sure if it, I think it's. It might have been all digital editions. I'm not sure, but I know to get the disc, to get the MVP edition, uh, it was early release for Friday. So then I didn't see the charge anymore, and I don't know why I got confused, but I figured it. I was like, well. I believe they would go and charge the card again, if I'm not mistaken, on the day of release when when the game would actually be available to me. So I made other purchases and it totally slipped my mind that they released the money. So then I got an email that said that on Thursday, late Thursday night. So I wasn't going to be able to. So apparently I wasn't going to be able to go get it Thursday night. Um, that the game was going to be available for me to pick it up Friday, which was the actual release day. And then obviously midnight, whoever picked it, whoever picked their game up or went out to get it at midnight, like if stores are still open at midnight, um, like how we used to do the 24-hour Walmart when certain games came out, like NBA 2K and, uh, and Madden and stuff like that. We used to go into uh, the Walmart right before midnight and, you know, we would just, you know, stake it out. And make our way over to electronics by the time 12 o'clock came yo it's like five of us getting uh mainly in, in nba 2k i think was the main one because that that's pretty much all my brother and my cousins play so we all kind of make our way over to and descend upon electronics and, and and get the game but uh in the current state of the world i don't think a lot of walmarts if i'm not mistaken i don't think they're staying open 24 hours or or staying open till midnight 
Um, but yeah, so it, it was a busy weekend for me. Um, like I said, I, I, I started it off. Uh, as a matter of fact, it starts on Friday as far as wrestling. Uh, you know, watching WrestleMania SmackDown, just chilling, kicking back, not really doing anything serious. Uh, I tried to peek into ROH uh, Supercard Super of Honor. Uh, I think the only thing that I really caught on that, it was like at the very beginning, which was the JB through Lee Moriarty match. Uh, didn't really watch it in full because, again, like I said, there's a lot of things going on. I, I, I pull up uh, the uh, Impact show, um, Multiverse of Matches. And, like again, like I said, I'm, I wasn't really paying attention to it. Uh, Saturday, I think I did the same thing. I tried to tap back into those shows, but it, it kind of really, I kind of really was, I was like so busy. Like it kind of was just like, all right, I'm, I'm chilling, like work. I got my, uh, got my promotion and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm on a high and I'm, I'm thinking about anything other than, uh, what's going on on that Friday. I'm like, okay, when I wake up Saturday, it's on. It's I'm going to watch these shows, then I'm going to watch Stand and Deliver, then I'm going to watch WrestleMania. But as things went on, it got so close, all of a sudden Stand and Deliver's on. Then I'm like, all right, let me go back and see if I can watch Stand and Deliver within the couple within the time frame between Stand and Deliver going off and WrestleMania Night 1 coming on. And then all of a sudden WrestleMania Night 1 was on. Then Sunday, I was like, all right, well, let me watch WrestleMania Night 1, and let me see if I can watch Stand and Deliver, and then maybe I can watch some other stuff before WrestleMania Night 2. And throughout all this, I'm playing my MLB The Show 22. So I thought about getting WWE 2K22, but I can only get one because I got the MVP edition. So instead of it being 60 bucks, it was like 90 bucks with, with the tax. So I kind of told myself, well, maybe I'll get WWE, WWE, WWE 2K22 this coming week. Um, so I might, I might go ahead and do that. Um, I was trying to set my Elgato back up so I can record. Uh, I recorded. I ended up doing the uh, the recording through the PlayStation uh, setup that they have, the capture gallery, like they have the ca- uh, where you can capture capture gallery. You can do your uh, screenshot captures as well as record video directly from the PlayStation 4. Um, so I ended up doing that because I'm not sure what happened with me as far as setting up my Elgato. I might just uh, call that a wrap until I get to my new place, hopefully with a PlayStation 5. Uh, and you're like, this guy still hasn't said really talked about wrestling. But. Yeah, man, it's just it's just one of those it's just one of those deals. Uh, going through this whole ordeal with um, how everything went down. Uh, whew, man. I mean, you're gonna get people that are gonna say stuff about uh, WWE. I mean, you got people that say stuff about AEW, Impact, ROH, GCW. NWA, New Japan, uh, Stardom, which I don't really watch much of, but I I try to when the opportunity presents itself to to watch a lot of different programs and watch a lot of different promotions, uh, AAA and uh, MLW. 
So um, they also had a had a show, uh, Intimidation Games, uh, down in uh, down in Dallas. And it's like I want to watch all these shows, but it's just, I mean, getting finding carving out the time, especially with other interests that um, that I have. So obviously, for me, my priority is is uh wwe and i mean that it just is what it is i mean that's what i grew up on i mean you know i'm probably three years i'm three going on four years older than wrestlemania so uh i grew up a wwf w uh wwf fan i'm, I'm from brooklyn new york uh, so obviously so that was like the home team was was WWF now WWE. Um, as I gained more access to things, because I was able to watch like WWF superstars on local television, I don't recall being able to watch WCW on local television where I was. Uh, we couldn't get cable. I know that they have cable now because I remember one of the last times that I went to uh, Brooklyn, um, they, you know, had had cable uh, in that particular area. So I don't know if it was the the wiring or or how or how it was, but there was no option. I mean, people had money, like like if I'm. If people wanted to get cable, they, they would have got cable. And this was pre-internet. So, yeah. If you didn't have somebody in uh, Brooklyn that had cable or had access to get the tapes, like, I, I, I had a friend in school, one of my best friends, and we used, he used to give us the, the Monday Night Raw tape or, or the pay-per-view tape. And, you know, if you were able to get your hands on it, as long as somebody didn't mess the tape up or 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 whatever, or, or or hold the tape so long that by the time you get the tape, the next pay-per-view is already out, and it was like, eh. So, it was kind of one of them deals. And then, um, you get into WCW as a lot of the, like, when you got more familiar with uh, talent going to other companies, like, when you start realizing, like, oh, this guy's no longer in WWF, and you find out he's in WCW, and it's like, okay, well, what is WCW? And I would say I really got into WCW, I would say, by the time I got to New Jersey and we were able to get cable. And then we were watching Monday Night Raw. We were watching Monday Nitro. I say we as I say my brothers, but I was probably the one that was mostly into it and mostly stuck with it and was like faithfully seeking it out between watching the weekly shows and watching the pay-per-views and then when both of both uh companies added smackdown and thunder so it just was one of those things and then of course you had the the side the you know the smaller shows which they they used to be the main shows like superstars sunday night heat um was added to the was added to the mix in in some shape form or fashion uh the occasional Saturday main event and then you had WCW Saturday night 
which was WCW's main show until Nitro showed up. So, I mean, it just was one of those things. But yeah, you know, WrestleMania was WrestleMania. A lot of people, they will say that they didn't like WrestleMania. Like they'll they'll try to uh, like nitpick and they'll avoid a lot of things that went on at WrestleMania. WrestleMania is definitely something that I want to go to. I know 39 is going to be in Los Angeles. Um, not really sure if that's something that I'm going to be able to do, but my favorite city to travel to outside of like going to see a family member, like to go on like a legit vacation, my, my favorite place to go is Vegas. Uh, I'm hoping against hope that I can get tickets to go out there 4th of July weekend and, and be able to get in the building for money in the bank, no matter where I'm sitting. Um, and hopefully be involved in any other activities that are going on uh, within the wrestling community out there, um, whether it's affiliated with the WWE or not, or if it's just something that, that, the, that the wrestling community is doing while they're out in Vegas, because I'm sure that would be a good time. I really hope that NXT runs Great American Bash out there, um, whether they have to do with the early show like they did with Stand and Deliver or being that uh, being that being that money in the bank is going to be on Saturday. Maybe they can run an early afternoon uh, Sunday show because uh, I believe there's a there's a UFC event that same night um, that 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 same weekend which is, that's one of the big uh, UFC weekends. So I believe they're going to be like the main attraction for Sunday. And um, yeah, I mean, if I can get out there for that, um, that I already know I'm, I'm going to have a good time because of the different activities that I partake in when I'm in Vegas itself, which, you know, uh, hitting the sports book, uh, hit a nightclub, uh, uh, most likely Tao up inside the Venetian. And then if I'm, if I'm lucky enough to feel in the mood for it, which I'm pretty sure I will be, would be to find a pool, uh, a pool party like that Sunday or Saturday, uh, that Sunday or Saturday before the events. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, WrestleMania did what WrestleMania had to do. Like people can talk about WrestleMania being bad for years, and so, and then you got some people talking about celebrities and part timers taking spots away from people. Like obviously, one of the big ones was that Finn Balor didn't defend the United States title, and he ended up being on WrestleMania SmackDown and was the runner up in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And then Ricochet didn't defend the Intercontinental title. Instead, he was on uh, WrestleMania SmackDown in the triple threat against Los Lotharios, uh, which is Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo. Not, not the two Humbertos. Like, Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo are clearly two different people, despite being cousins and being in a tag team and both being Hispanic. So calling them the two Humbertos, I don't want to say the R word, and I'll just leave it at that. Um, yeah. So, 
WrestleMania Night One. Yeah, we already know what the vibes are with WrestleMania Night One. I mean, you started off with the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. So you already know that it's going to be a good night. Then we get the tag match. We get Boogs and Shinsuke against the Usos. Unfortunately, Boogs gets hurt. I thought it was just a storyline injury because obviously the build to the match was Jimmy challenging Boogs, who appears to have a bum leg. So I'm not sure if he had a legitimate injury prior to that or if this was this was this art imitating life. But it's possible that maybe he had, you know, a slight you know, something going on already prior to the match, but it just was like, hey, he can work off it. Or I don't know. It it just was one of those things. Like seeing him take like the bandaging off and then he beat Jay Uso to get the title shot in the first place. So it just was like, okay, um, maybe he's selling an injury. But nope. Like that quad and that patella tendon, Elm inside your knee. Those are no joke. Um, so hopefully he can recover. Uh, and more, like more importantly, he can you know recover. And you know the bonus would be that that he's able to rehab it to the to the point where he can get back inside the ring. Because um, I mean he's been a fun a fun person to see on television. Uh, the Usos retained. I don't think the injury affected that outcome. I believe the Usos were still going to retain. I don't feel like Boogs and Shinsuke would have needed the, the the tag team titles to to, to enhance their act. Because, like, during this time, Shinsuke was already the king of the ring, uh, beating Corbin for the crown. And then later on... Uh, becoming the intercontinental champion throughout this. So I really didn't see them becoming the tag team champions. And then you kind of don't want to put the Usos back in the box of being failures, uh, especially heading into Roman's big match. So it's like, oh, now Roman's going to berate these guys again because they weren't able to get it done. Like they lost to a quote-unquote thrown-together tag team, as people like to call a lot of uh, teams in WWE. But it's like, how is the team thrown together when they put them on TV together, built up the act, got to a point where they can be face-to-face with the tag team champions? That doesn't sound thrown together. Shinsuke Nakamura has an amazing intro, amazing intro theme. Rick Boogs, for better or worse, however people feel about it, is supposed to be or is somebody that can play a mean guitar. And that song fits somebody playing a guitar. So he comes out, he plays the song, everybody gets hype, 
Pat McAfee included. Like, come on, like, it is what it is. Uh, thanks, Nidu. Uh, barely getting started, and he's already calling it a great episode. <laughs> I appreciate that. So that that's probably going to be the advantage of calling is, is uh, being able to get immediate feedback. Mm, excuse me. Um, so yeah, that 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 that's going to be a that's going to be pretty interesting. Um, I'm seeing that. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think that kind of stalled night one a little bit and then you had happy corbin speaking of speaking of you know the, the former king uh you had he he took on drew mcintyre uh madcap moss was was in happy corbin's corner as as expected uh having come off uh winning being the actual winner of the andre the giant uh memorial battle royal and i don't know maybe people felt like finn might have should have won that but you got to look at the work that Mad Cat Moss had put in from his time with uh, from his time with Mojo Raleigh and then going like he's supposed to have been like his offensive lineman when Mojo had the 24-7 title and then he turned on Mojo and won a title and for I forgot who he lost it to or if he lost it back to Mojo or if he lost it to R-Truth. He probably lost it to R-Truth. I'm not really sure. Uh, but then he Riddick, Riddick Moss went away and then he comes back as Madcap. And I mean, he, 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 he's doing his job. So the same way Jay Uso won, won the battle Royal last year for doing his job. They, they threw him a bone. He, he was doing his job as the, you know, he was there with Roman. He, he was adding to that story and, you know, Madcap Moss for better or for worse, as I don't know, for some people don't like Happy Corbin. They love bum-ass Baron Corbin or broke bum Baron Corbin. And, you know, it, it, it just was, it just is what it is. I still feel like the story, because they're, they're, they're planting the seeds for them to break up. And Drew did defeat Baron Corbin, Happy Corbin, and he was the first person to ever kick out of the end of days. Money in the bank is in July. Money in the bank is in Las Vegas. Baron Corbin was down on his luck until he got to Vegas for SummerSlam. And then suddenly he gets on this hot lucky streak and wins a bunch of money. Something's telling me. That he is definitely going to Vegas Memorial Day weekend. Whether or not he's in the Money in the Bank match, he may or may not be inside that match. But something's going to happen where he cannot win in Vegas that weekend to save his life. Whether it's a match at Money in the Bank or uh, the actual Money in the Bank match that he loses for one. And then he's going to lose in the casino. He's going to lose at the sports book. He's going to lose at the track. He's just going to lose money. And then we're going to have broke Corbin again. 
and Madcap's not going to want to help him. Like, I have a feeling that's where that's going. But yeah, Drew won, and, you know, we still kind of not there yet with WrestleMania, in my opinion, with those first two matches. I mean, they were cool. And you know, obviously, you, there was the unfortunate injury to, to, to Rick Boogs. But then, then it happens. Then everything, like, I'm not sure if I'm going to have everything in order, but I know the first two matches and then obviously this match is in order. So, if I go out of order from this point on, you have to understand that it just is what it is. Because uh, I'm going off off memory. I, I should have wrote the list of matches because I, I know and knew everything that kind of took place from memory, from watching it back. And, yeah. The Miz and Logan Paul versus the Mysterios. Now, this is where WrestleMania 1, night 1, gets going. Like, say what you want to say about Logan Paul. Logan Paul is entertaining. Like, he left a bad taste in my mouth with certain antics that I heard about. But I was never somebody that watched Logan Paul. Like, I knew of him by name. I knew he he boxed. Uh, I believe he boxed a, a guy out. In, I believe he's from Europe. A uh, black guy, I believe. Uh, KSI. Uh, they they were like he's another big YouTuber slash rapper slash social media person that is uh, was branching off, I guess, into other other ventures. And I believe they were. They, I think they fought twice. But that was, like, the, the first time that I really heard about, like, any type of real, like, groundswell of, yo, I can't, yo, these guys are, these guys are fighting, yo, these guys are awesome, or these guys are this, or these guys are that. And then, obviously, there was, like, the controversy with the showing the, so what he shouldn't have showed in the forest, uh, uh, Logan Paul. And, again, I never seeked it out to see, like, what other content he had. I just knew the name Logan Paul and, obviously, Jake Paul. And then when they both got into boxing, it was like, okay. And everybody was like, oh, they're not real, you know, blah, 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 blah. But from what I can see, it feels like these guys take what they do seriously. And they're making the bank to back it up. Like, they're not just going in to cash a check. They're not just using their name to, 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 to cash a check. Like, these guys really appear to legitimately work hard at anything that they plan on doing. So, you know, you can say what you want about him. Oh, he shouldn't have been on WrestleMania. This guy was in storylines with WWE. He was with Sami Zayn previously which we'll talk about him in, in night two. Um, so then they, uh, Miz announced him as his mystery partner to go up against the Mysterios, no pun intended. Uh, they played into the fact that, because like, that's a lot of the internet's opinion of what, as well, is that Dominique got every, Dominic got everything handed to him. Now, the whole thing with that is he's not wearing a mask, 
because he hasn't earned the mask. But he's on the main roster. He's uh, He was one half of the tag team champions, the first at the father and son tag team champions. He's getting to wrestle at WrestleMania. He's on Monday Night Raw. Uh, he was previously, they, they uh, him and Ray were previously on SmackDown. So it's like, okay, well, what gives? So they played into that whole thing of that he didn't earn it. And, you know, they had a match. And Logan Paul is a clear heel. But this is a student teacher moment or a student and master moment because after the Miz pulls his shenanigans legally I might add him and Logan Paul pick up the victory and then he hits the skull crushing finale on Logan Paul so I don't know when, if Logan Paul shows up again, but it looks like that's something that's going to happen. They're trying to make Logan Paul a face. That part, I don't know if that's going to work, especially with him being, number one, a celebrity, quote, quote, unquote, and him, number two, having a bad reputation, quote, unquote. That smells heel to me. But it felt in the lead up that there were some things that he didn't agree with when Miz would say certain things, like when they were in their home, the hometown of Cleveland, and he was kind of hesitant about some stuff when Miz was talking bad about Cleveland. You kind of see Logan, the look on Logan Paul's face that says, oh, these guys might break up. Logan Paul is going to be the face. The Miz is going to be the heel. So I can see either, unless there's a show in Cleveland or they have a show coming up in Cleveland, that this could be something that will go down at SummerSlam. Um, I believe it's going to be in Nashville. Uh, but yeah, the Miz versus Logan Paul at SummerSlam. I can get behind that. That that yeah. So now um comes to the part where I get kinda kinda mixed around. Cause I'm trying to see I believe there was seven matches on night one. Cause night one ends with Owens and Austin. And then before for that, let's see, we're three we're three matches in, so I'm trying to remember the order right now. Um who came before Rhonda Rhonda Charlotte was before KO and Austin. Okay, okay. So I, I I'm in order. I'm in order. Okay. Um, Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch. That 
That was amazing. There's there's really nothing that I can really um there's really nothing that I can really say about that match that 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 would just yeah, just everything about that. Like uh Becky coming out to the Marvel S big time Bex um intro. And then you had the HBCU uh, band uh, from Texas Southern, uh, which I think now they're getting slandered on. Uh, I think I seen a, a tweet about them getting slandered on Facebook because they were treating it like it was no big deal. And uh, somebody made mention that WWE should have went with one of the big three um I guess HBCUs that that's down in Texas to, to come and do that. But uh, because they I guess people are feeling that Texas Southern isn't uh isn't treating performing at WrestleMania like a big deal. Like I'm not sure if it's the band members or the school itself or people at the school. Um so yeah, there's that um, going around. Also, the comment that Corey made, I didn't, I didn't catch it, uh, or I wasn't like paying my ears, like for whatever reason, I didn't pick up the comment. But a lot of people posted about it, uh, where uh, the, I, I guess it was around the time that the band came out, and he kind of made a remark that wasn't favorable. So. Yeah, um, Corey Graves might want to relax on that. <laughs> That's the best I can say without actually hearing the comment, which I'm pretty sure I'll hear the comment when I go back and watch the match back over between now and WrestleMania 39. Um, I know for sure I'll watch that match again at least once uh, in the preparation for WrestleMania 39 because that's what I always do. I go back and watch like the previous women's title match or the previous guys title match. And I, I, I call myself trying to do a list, which at one day I will do the, 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 the WrestleMania card that, uh, I believe, uh, I believe Davis, AKA drip had posted it, uh, where you had to pick like one match for each, I believe each title, whatever titles were available. Um, WWE title. And then like the world title or slash universal or, like that, whatever the other top men's title was, and then it's the two top women's titles, going back to Divas title and women's title and the Raw title and the SmackDown title, like however you wanted to do it. Uh, and then it was like miscellaneous matches that you could pick. I believe there's celebrity matches, uh, tag titles. I believe two tag title matches, I believe, uh, you, you can uh, put up there, uh, like two mid-card titles, like, for example, Intercontinental, United States. Um, I'm not sure what other like it's just was a whole lot that that you can do with the with it. And um, like the caveat was, hey, if you pick a wrestler to be in a match, so for example, you can't have a world title match of Shawn Michaels versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, and then turn around and have a miscellaneous match of Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. Like, once you pick somebody, you can't pick any more of their matches. So, 
that might knock you out from picking somebody picking a picking a Shawn Michaels Undertaker match because maybe you want like I said Shawn Michaels versus John Cena so that eliminates your your Shawn Michaels Undertaker matches or if you pick Undertaker versus Brock now that eliminates you from picking, you know, another Undertaker match or picking Brock versus like Undertaker versus Cena Punk, for example, or Brock versus Cena, Brock versus uh Reigns. Like so you really have to think about what um oh I gave my own uh gave my own pot a thumbs up. <laughs> This is going to be a work in progress, people. But, yeah. So, I I picked... um, Yeah, like, I don't know. There's really nothing that that can be said um, about Bianca Belair and and Becky Lynch that'll give it justice. Like, this is is Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. Uh, But it felt like more of a blood feud like maybe not necessarily a blood feud where people where both wrestlers end up bleeding or having an anywhere anything goes match or no holds barred, no disqualification, like they didn't get to that point of going inside of a cage or hell in a cell, uh last woman standing, last man standing, however you want to word it. Um Iron Man, Iron Woman, like they didn't dog collar strap match like they haven't i quit like they haven't gotten to that point yet obviously and it'll be interesting to see if bianca versus becky continues but like there's really nothing else that that can be said about that match so then which what i found interesting after becky lost the next match that we go into was Seth Rollins coming out. Like once they got back to the ring for, for, you know, for for action. And, you know, he's in there and he wants to know who his opponent is. And then a bunch of pyro shoots off. And I'm like, yes, it's definitely Cody Rhodes. But then the lights go out, except for you just see Seth in the ring. And then I'm like, could it be the Fiend? And then you hear the voiceover, like after everything goes completely dark. Wrestling has more than one royal family. And what do you know? Cody Rhodes starts coming up the Cody Vader. The crowd was already chanting his name. The crowd lost their mind. I'm screaming at my phone. 
they put on a hell of a match. The match was the match was good to great. There was a couple of shaky spots in there, but it's not something that you would say took you out of the atmosphere. Cody Rhodes doing a cartwheel and doing the Stardust thing, as uh, Corey Graves said, he's shedding his skin. Like he said, he can't guarantee every, he can't make any guarantees. But one thing that I guess was a part of the deal is that we won't see Stardust. So him doing that, which I totally did not expect, was just amazing. Um, Seth Rollins telling him like, hey, welcome back, da 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 da. And then later on, when they're in like, like then now they're more so in the heat of the moment of the of the fight. He tells him, "Welcome back to the big leagues, bitch." Like that was perfect. It was like magnifique. Like you couldn't, you couldn't script it any better than than that. And then of course Cody eventually. Uh, comes away with the victory. Uh, there's a lot of stuff on the internet right now. It kind of feels like the internet is like you either you either with Cody or you're with uh, or you're with uh, AEW. More specifically, you're you're with Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. It feels like there's a divide. Uh, there's you know the people that are saying, "Oh, Cody used them," or it's like people got mutual benefit out of everything honestly like as far as i can tell of the situation is everybody got things that were mutually beneficial to them um culminating in AEW getting opened up and bankrolled and ran by tony khan with uh the bucks cody and kenny omega coming in there and all four of them getting evp titles and whatever type of power they wield with those titles, uh, I believe Tony Khan took more and more control as time went on um, in reference to booking and, and things of that nature. But I believe he kind of left, for the most part, left uh, left those four probably to their own devices. Um, but he was getting more involved, most likely, with other people. To whereas he was having the EVPs be more hands off with other talent, like I'm pretty sure, like whatever talent they were working with, they they still got to work with. But it feels like Tony Khan kind of was like, "Yo, I got this." He's he's trying to be, uh, he's micromanaging everything, and actually going beyond micromanaging, he's actually damn near pretty much doing everything like he has help in certain aspects of doing stuff like they they revealed that qt marshall was one of the writers or or the one writer along with tony like putting stuff together like maybe writers is a it's not the best word but like they were putting things together as like okay here's how we get how do we get from point a to point b with the world title like okay here's the line of all right, so who's the next world champion or how long is this person going to be world champion or like what are we going to do with this? So it feels like one of those type of situations. But 
one thing that you cannot do is you cannot take away from Cody Rose how epic his return was last night. You can say whatever you want, and I know I've made the jokes about Cody, and I've made the jokes, but the way he came back was just pure Cody Rhodes. Like, only Cody Rhodes can come back in that fashion, which I believe WWE knew that the only way Cody Rhodes, because some people come back and they come back to their old gimmick. Um, like WWE uh, does it, did it before. Uh, WCW, you know, once somebody has a gimmick and a, has a gimmick, then they come back to that gimmick. They've probably done something totally polar opposite of what they did, and then they, but they, but they come back with that gimmick, and it's just like, oh, I thought someone's, I thought, you know, but this time. Cody Rhodes came back as his more fleshed out character, or not necessarily character, but like his he came back with his his name is, is, is pretty much the main thing. He came back with his imagery. He came back with his music. He came back with his entrance. Like, I didn't know he was going to come up the elevator or, or the Cody Vader come up the lift. Um, obviously I knew they had a lift because of, uh, the Mysterios, you know, jumping out the sky. Uh, and I knew they had one from before for, you know, like the brood and things of that nature. So it wasn't out the realm of possibility that he could come back with this entrance. So that was amazing. Now he's supposed to be on raw tonight and he's supposed to have some things to say, uh, so I'm pretty sure people are going to be paying attention to see if he mentions the elite. He doesn't necessarily have to mention them by name, but like if he alludes to to that situation or not, um, obviously he's able to speak more freely in interviews, I would assume, than he would be on Monday Night Raw, but he kind of doesn't say people's names from, from what I, from what I can tell. Like, um, but he did wish people the best and things like that with with AEW and Tony Khan, I believe, was like the only one he he named specifically in in those interviews, and he just kind of. So I don't know. There's there's something out there that really, I guess, rubbed the young bucks and Kenny Omega the wrong way. But it was interesting that after he left AEW and before he showed up officially in WWE, that. These guys, specifically Kenny Omega, was was talking about how he was the reason why they why AEW had an us versus them mentality. Um, and then I guess he also felt butt hurt because Kenny Omega was one of the last to the to the to the to the to the to the show. One of the I don't know what his New Japan contract was, but I guess Cody and the Bucks were out of their deals first, went ahead and did this venture, and then it was like, okay, we want Kenny Omega to be a part of this, but it was, I believe, I'm guessing maybe WWE had an offer on the table, or there was some talks over there, but nothing really panned out, and then also the opportunity to come to the new 
come to AEW and be with the Bucks and be with Cody, more so the Bucks, I believe that was something that Kenny couldn't turn down. He could bring over a lot of the Japanese talent. I believe that was something that was attractive to him. And apparently, Kenny Omega didn't like the fact that Cody had said something like, uh, are you in this with us or are you just trying to impress Vince or something or other was apparently said by Cody to Kenny Omega. But we're going to sit that to the side and we're going to go ahead and move on. Uh, we had the other women's title match that, that, that was on the line. Um, I believe, uh, the, the New Day versus the Fellas match, Kofi and Xavier versus Sheamus and Ridge with Butch in their corner was cut, uh, was cut for time. Um. I'm trying to remember if anything else was there. Um, obviously, I know they introduced the Hall of Fame class. Uh, they, inter- they introduced uh, Gable Stevenson. And um, I believe they may have had some other things go on uh, throughout the night. Uh, but then you had Rhonda and Charlotte. Charlotte picks up the victory. Uh, Charles Robinson. uh I'm not going to call him his nickname because, you know, I don't want to pigeonhole him like that, even though he was uh, roughing a Charlotte Flair match. Um, But he takes the best referee bumps. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. He just takes the best referee bumps. And uh, people were saying, uh, excuse me, prior to the match, people were saying that, that Ronda left the, the venue. Um, and they also said that she didn't show up at the Hall of Fame because she was not happy about not main eventing. But quiet as kept, that was the main event, at least on paper. Um, because Ronda did win the Royal Rumble. And when you win the Royal Rumble, you main, you main event WrestleMania. That That's like legit the stipulation, even though there have been years, plural, where the Royal Rumble winner has not headlined WrestleMania. I mean, not headlined, because they have headlined WrestleMania, but they haven't main evented WrestleMania. But I think last year, both Rumble winners main evented, um, with it being two nights. Um, They didn't main event it the, the, the previous year because Charlotte, wrestled for the NXT title and then somewhere like in the middle of the card somewhere. Uh, so they didn't do it at 36. But last year, Bianca main evented and uh, Edge main evented, even though his ended up being turned into a triple threat through whatever storyline got told. Whatever story got told, it led to that be- becoming a triple threat. But both matches did end up um, main events in their, their respective night with Bianca main eventing Saturday and then uh, Edge um, main eventing on Sunday. So then this past week, we had Ronda and Brock. So Brock does go on to win the WWE title and, and main events, but um, 
he did main event, uh, even though he did win the title prior to uh, doing that main event. But he was always going to main event, even if he didn't win um, at Elimination Chamber. But yeah, so Charlotte actually retained, which uh, on DraftKings and the DraftKings pool, I did pick Charlotte to retain, but I picked her to retain by submission because I thought if that match was going to end, it was going to end with a submission. Um, I figured if it was going to end with a pinfall, it would have been with like one of those super duper natural selections, like off the middle rope or off the top rope. But it ended up being uh, a boot to the face. In that boot that Charlotte does is mean and vicious. Like, I thought Ronda was going to kick out, though. I'm not going to hold you. I thought she was going to kick out and the match was going to continue. And I don't know what's next for Ronda. Like, I imagine that there's going to be a rematch between her and Charlotte because of the ref bump. Um, But I really don't see, honestly, a reason. Like, I don't think, I don't recall yeah, I don't think I don't think there was a belt shot. Was there a belt shot? I don't remember if there was a belt shot or not. Like a, uh, I might just be I might I might be thinking about Rock versus Brock. I mean, um, uh, Roman versus Brock. But yeah, like like maybe they do it at maybe maybe they run it back at SummerSlam or they run it back in Vegas at, at Money in the Bank. I don't know. In, in the meantime, maybe Charlotte wrestles uh, somebody else uh, to. And, and and then at one of those two events, we we get Charlotte versus Ronda, I guess. Um, but yeah, to uh to end night one, we we get we get we get Austin and KO. Uh, they do the whole deal with the KO show. Uh, Kevin Owens is still running down Texas. He has on this amazing KO uh, Mania Six T-shirt. Uh, on the back, uh, Owen, I believe it said Owens 316, and it said something about doing uh, something about the stunner or doing the stunner better or something like that. Uh, uh, Austin had his new shirt with the uh, Austin 316, and then on the back, it had the uh, the Austin skull with uh, with with the Texas flag, and uh, yeah. He, he, he admits to Austin that he lied, that he got him out there to challenge him to a match. Uh, prior to that, Austin had threw out like the chaos, uh, the chaos show uh, signs that were on like the that were on like the the paint stands, so that he can do his uh, corner celebrations. Uh, so I mean, they were halfway there to being ready for the match. Uh, they clear out the chairs. A ref gets in the ring. Uh, he challenged them to an anything goes match. Like I mean, they got it on. They 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 fought in the ring, out the ring. They rode up the ramp. They were in the crowd. Austin took a took some. They took some sick bumps. Like like the, the suplex, like the ramp, and more so the one the one uh, on the concrete inside the crowd. Like, it was just like, okay, wow. Uh, Kevin Owens hits a stunner on Austin, but Austin manages to kick out. And then Austin hit like one or two. I, I can't remember. I can't remember if it was one or two, but he hit it on, 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 on KO and got the three count and got the win. 
And like it was actually, I because I thought it was going to be like a real quick thing where it was going to be, you know, they do the interview segment, uh, and then they just they just end up fighting. And it's not an official match, but like Austin gets the visual, like either three count or he just does his usual stick where after he does the stunner, he gets all the beers and drinks all the beers, and then that's the end of WrestleMania. But no. They decided to have an actual match. And it was just like, a lot of people are probably going to look at it from a technical standpoint. Like, I don't know what type of criteria that certain people have, like Meltzer or anybody else that grades matches. Like, I just graded on if something excited me or not. And... Yeah, man, it just was like once Miz and Logan Paul wrestled the Mysterios, I was all in on night one of WrestleMania. Uh, And I stayed for the most part with WrestleMania the whole rest of the way once I like watched it back and and, and seen like I wasn't really into the first like it was a couple of things with the first two matches where it wasn't something that would turn me off. But I feel like WrestleMania night one didn't start until Miz, Logan Paul versus the Mysterios. But yeah, man, they they they, they Austin sent the crowd home happy. He stunned Byron Saxton. You know, stunners for anybody and everybody. Um, I think they said, which I must have missed it. I don't know how I missed it, but they said his brother got in the ring. And I think his brother had a beer with him or whatever, and then he like told his brother like yo you might want to get out the ring because i'm gonna have to stunner you or whatever like i'm not sure if that was on air or not but like that's something that i heard i i wasn't i guess i i was just tired or i don't know like i don't know i i, I never knew about the brother getting in the ring I, i'll just say that much but if that happened if that happened i can believe him especially after uh what happened on night one and then you go into what happened on night two yeah, spoiler alert, Austin came back for night two, which I figured he would. Like, like Austin's not somebody that you're going to have on one night of WrestleMania, especially not in Dallas. Like, it wasn't like he had to travel far. Like, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure his ranch is in Texas. And it's like, hey, if we're going to bring you in, we're going to bring you in for the whole weekend. Uh, but, yeah, uh, night two, um, well, I'm already over an hour. Um, I kind of expected this for the for the for the first attempt at 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 at, at doing a show. Uh, it's probably easier to go this long with with a co-host or or a couple of other people doing the show with me. But uh, I guess with WrestleMania being as long as it was, uh, I guess I I, I should have expected to to be talking uh for over an hour. Uh, but yeah, night two. Uh, we find out that the New Day versus Fellas, the Fellas match will be on 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 the card. Um, added tonight too. Uh, that's Kofi and Xavier versus uh versus versus Ridge and Sheamus. People complained about them getting cut from night one. Uh, people were saying they they better still get the check. They still better get their check cut, which I don't see why they wouldn't. Um, I'm not sure what the particulars of each person's contract or that WrestleMania contract was, 
But I'd imagine with them being inside the building that if they were inside the building, they got paid. That that that's the way I'm thinking. Because otherwise, why would they be in the building for free? But yeah, so uh, that 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 match got moved from night one to night two because it got cut from night one. They did some shuffling back and forth with certain matches, like I believe Edge and AJ was supposed to be night two, then it got switched to night one, then it got switched back to night two. Like, it's just, you know, those type of deals. Uh, it was a question of if both women's title matches would be on the same night. Uh, but once they did the unification match for Brock and Roman, it was like, well, we might as well put both women's titles onto one night as well, which I think that was the thing, the logic behind that. Um, now I'm trying to remember how night two started. Uh, did it start with the tag match? I think it started, yeah, it started with the tag triple threat. Oh, uh, that was cool. Um, a lot of things going on, obviously, with the triple threat match. Uh, I believe Orton did some of, uh, did one move that of riddles moves or 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 a couple of things that riddle does riddle hit a rko off the top rope that was the thing of beauty i'm not gonna lie and then orton hit one on i think chad gable um did he hit it on montez did riddle hit it on montez he might have hit it on montez i think riddle hit it on montez and then orton hit his on gable and they got the win and then the street profits come in. They, you know, congratulate our team. Uh, they congratulate RK Bro. Uh, they want to sip the yum yum juice or the num num juice, as uh, Mauro Ronaldo used to call it, um, which I believe that was a song uh, from Schoolboy Q, off whatever that last album was that Schoolboy Q put out. That, you know, it was what it was, but that was like the thing that stuck out. Uh, they invite Gable Stevenson into the ring. Uh, he was introduced prior to that match happening. Um, he got introduced in, uh, on night one as well. Uh, Chad Gable smacks the cup out of his hand. Shenanigans ensue. You know, pretty entertaining way to open up night two uh, with RK Bro retaining. They're probably going to go backstage and blaze, blaze up, smoke up some of that nice uh, Texas Texas, Dallas, Texas weed. Uh, <laughs> unless they bought some of their own from, from you know, other places. Uh, they took weed off of the, uh, off the, off the offenders list, uh, for lack of a better word. Um, so you can smoke weed now if, if you work for WWE. <laughs> or at least a, a performer in WWE. Um, I believe the only thing they're really probably testing for now is uh, is uh, um, performance-enhancing drugs. And then, obviously, if uh, you do anything wrong with the law, like drunk driving or anything like that, that that can um, get you into some into some uh, into some heat with with the office. Um, but yeah, from there. I'm trying to remember the exact order. 
I think after that was Bobby Lashley versus Omos or Omos. And Bobby Lashley picked up the win. Uh, a lot of people thought Omos was going to win that. Um, I would have agreed had it not been for the way Bobby Lashley left the Elimination Chamber. Um, like, I get that he was injured um, prior to going into the chamber, and then they did the whole injury angle, and, and they got him up out of there. And he ended up, and that's how Brock ends up winning the title. Uh, maybe Brock still wins the title. Who knows? Uh, or or Seth, I believe, was the person that was originally supposed to win the title before they switched it to Brock winning the title. Unless that was uh, supposed to happen at day one. I be- maybe, yeah, that was supposed to happen at day one, I believe. Um, Seth, I believe, was supposed to win the title at day one, if I recall. It's something, but yeah. So they go to Elimination Chamber, and then obviously Bobby gets taken out of his pod. Um, Lashley got taken out of his pod and and essentially got uh, eliminated from the match because he wasn't able to come back. Like how sometimes when somebody gets injured in a ladder match or another match or like the Elimination Chamber and then uh, or Royal Rumble and they're not eliminated, and then they come back later on and, you know, it's like this amazing finish. And then either they come close to winning or they win the whole thing. But, uh, yeah, Bobby Lashley lost his title without being submitted or pinned inside of the elimination chamber. He, they, he just got walked out of the chamber and that was it. So my thinking was there's no way that the guy that wasn't pinned or submitted to lose his title is going to lose to Omos. They're going to use Omos as a way to put Bobby Lashley back over as a beast within this company. So he's going to be one of the people at the front of the line when it's time to challenge. I'm not sure what the status of Roman is. Hopefully it's nothing serious. Like I know he had his issue at the end of the night, which we'll get to. Um so hopefully this isn't a situation where he would have to relinquish one or both of the titles because that match was to unify the belts. But I feel like Bobby Lashley, along with Drew McIntyre, are probably going to be the two guys at the head of the list uh, that to go after uh, Roman Reigns. Uh, obviously, Cody Rhodes is going to be somewhere in that mix, but I think him and Seth Rollins are going to have unfinished business. Seth Rollins did defeat Roman Reigns by disqualification. Um, that time, excuse me, uh, he did defeat, uh, Roman Reigns, uh, even though it was by disqualification. Uh, so I believe he's probably going to throw his name in the hat and that's where him and Cody Rhodes are going to bump heads. So him and Cody Rhodes will probably do something again, um, rather quickly before they probably pulled them apart for a little while. Uh, but that would be interesting to see, especially with uh, Seth can pull the he wasn't prepared card and, and everything like that. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, going from there. If I'm not mistaken, it was it the, the fatal four way for the women's titles. And I mean, what a moment for this. Like you had the entrances, all the women got their own entrance. Of course, they stopped 
I think if I'm, if I recall, most of them, I believe they stopped and wait for their. I think they all stopped and waited for their partner to come out to their partner's music, and then they all and then they come down to the ring. Like Naomi came out, then Sasha came out with the Lambo, with the lime green Lambo, whatever. Uh, Naomi hops in real quick. They go up a couple of feet. Don't they don't come down the ramp in the car because it looked like the ramp might have been too skinny for the um for the for the for the Lambo to drive down. Uh but Austin did get the get get his ATV to come down there. Um but maybe maybe for whatever reason they weren't trying to move that Lambo too far. So then they get out. I, was it a Lambo? Yeah, people were calling it a Lambo. So and yeah, it's it was it was looking like a Lambo to me. So, but they get out, they go down. Then you had Liv come out as Catwoman. Uh, uh, Rhea Ripley came out, I guess, as Batman. Um, somebody called the Donnie Darko, which I found like I'm like I'm pretty sure they're trying to play off the Batman thing, but you know, so that uh, I guess the way the airs was was like. No, that that can't. She's not Batman. She's got to be clearly got to be somebody else. But you know, whatever. Uh, so that was fun. Uh, then you get uh, you get Shayna coming out. You know, the Queen of Spades, and then her partner, the Queen of Hearts, Natalia comes out. Uh, then you get Queen Zelina coming out, and then you get the most beautiful woman in WWE, Carmella. She's, I guess her, yeah, her and Corey Graves are about to get married. Like their date is actually coming up. I think she said three days or something like that. I'm not sure what, I don't remember the exact, I know it's like days away. Uh, But yeah, she came out in like the wedding dress, kind of like how you see Chelsea Green. Uh, So that was kind of funny to see like Chelsea Green was probably somewhere backstage like that shit. Well, not backstage, but she was like probably somewhere in Dallas uh, saying that should have been me. Because <laughs> I know her and Cardona, they did the match against uh, Mickey and uh, Nick Aldis. I believe they did. I believe that was at the Multiverse matches. I want to say, um, which I do want to get around to checking that stuff out. But yeah, seeing Carmella with the wedding dress had me. That that immediately took me to Chelsea Green, and it just was like ah. So you know that that was pretty funny. Uh, of course, at the end, I mean, we had a lot of crazy things going on in with inside that match, and I mean, I, I was thrilled by it, especially with how it ended. Uh, Carmella took the double team from Naomi and and Sasha, and then Sasha got the pin on Carmella, and we got new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. I know we have women. Uh, tag titles down in NXT so there's really no need for Sasha and Naomi to go down to NXT even though both of them have their own history with NXT uh Naomi from season three uh when it was a quote-unquote game show and then of course Sasha uh from the black and gold um brand the the first takeovers um the WWE Network version of the show when it was an hour when it was an hour long and it, it wasn't live it was taped, um, but like everything about 
Naomi and Sasha winning was just like, now it's kind of like, okay, will they let them do something with these titles? Will they go to Raw? With, with, I mean, I imagine they're both going to be on Raw tonight, uh, even as SmackDown wrestlers being that they're the women's tag team champions, and maybe they do like some type of interaction with um with the former champions or another team like like Rhea and Liv. Uh I believe what Shayna and Natalia are on SmackDown, if I'm not mistaken. So I don't think they would show up. But it would be it's gonna be interesting to see with new tag new women's tag champs being in both on both uh WWE and down in NXT how they book these titles because a lot of times they try to book the titles and they do a decent job of it and then a certain team will get their hands on the titles and then it's like the titles become kind of dormant like or like nobody like wants to go like after the titles or there's no teams really uh at that moment that are really like strong enough to go after the titles. Uh, So that's going to be something interesting to look out for as to see like, who's going to be next to China's Naomi and Sasha. Is it going to be a new team? Is it going to be one of the teams that was in the match um, in the match last night? Uh, Again, like I said, the order might be a a little, a little fuzzy for me. Uh, but I do know there was Edge versus AJ, which from a like from a wrestling standpoint, it was amazing. Like I enjoyed that match. It, it it's not getting talked about a lot. Like I know a lot of the stuff from night one that's getting talked about is the Cody stuff, uh, Cody Seth, Bianca Becky, and uh. Kevin Owens and uh, Kevin Owens and, and, and Stone Cold. Uh, there's some talk about Logan Paul, and that's like the majority of uh, night one that that's being talked about. Uh, then you have so night two, you know, Edge and AJ kind of fell to the back burner as far as um, being a topic conversation. But I feel like that's a match that when people go back and revisit it, they're, they're going to give it more, more, they, they're going to give it, it's just due. Uh, a slight distraction uh, from Damian Priest was able to get Edge to victory. And it's been talked about, about Edge now that he's uh, a heel. Uh, that he was going to start leading a faction. And uh, people went back and showed pictures of when Edge won the Rumble and he pulled up to NXT to kind of tease that the NXT title might be in the mix. Like, because obviously two years prior, obviously two years prior, uh, Charlotte and Rhea did, did their thing for the, for the you know, uh, Charlotte used to rumble win the challenge for the NXT title. So Edge kind of kept that 
he kept he kept the NXT title in play by uh, pulling up to NXT, and uh, he did have the interaction with um, Damian Priest back then, prior to Priest coming up to the main roster. Uh, I don't recall him and Priest really having any interactions while uh, while Edge was um, after Priest came up. I don't I don't believe any. Um, but yeah, that's going to be a match where you're going to have to go back and watch it. Um, it obviously, it got overshadowed by a lot of the other entertaining things that took place, uh, on the card. Uh, I, uh, a new day in the fellas, there was a real quick thing, uh, new day paid tribute to, uh, their fallen comrade who will hopefully come back healthy and hopefully he's able to still compete uh within WWE uh but obviously the first thing first thing foremost before anything is that he's able to live a normal life uh following following the injury once he's healed up uh the bonus would be that he is able to come back and wrestle and that's Big E they came out with like his Big E jacket and the Big E singlet and I believe what they said was that it the the singlet I don't know if it's the singlet in the jacket, but whatever, like, they were wearing for Big E, like, they were wearing Big E's, both of them were wearing, uh, Kofi and Xavier were wearing Big E's outfit. Uh, kind of like, uh, Xavier wore, uh, back in May 2016, uh, at the main event taping, uh, the night that my brother took me to see SmackDown. <laughs> So that that was interesting, but it was like they actually made gear, so it wasn't like he wore like and he he fit Biggie's gear. Uh, like don't get it twisted. Like I thought it was gonna be like, like you would like see like a huge disparity, like 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 if somebody's wearing like an oversized t-shirt. Like I thought it was gonna be something like that. When but he actually, for the most part, like looking at this like the shoulders and like the upper body and all that. Like Xavier Woods fit fits big. I, I I can't say the same for Kofi. Like I don't know how big Kofi is up 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 top. He doesn't. He looks on a smaller side uh, compared to Xavier Woods. But yeah, Xavier can actually fit Big E's uh, singlet or whatever. So, but yeah, the singlets had like sayings from Big E, but they didn't really get into it because it was like a real quick thing. Like they. They brawled and fought or whatever before the bell rung, got in the ring, the bell rung, and then everything went down. Um, they spent a lot of time trying to keep uh, Butch from from interfering, like between the ref and Sheamus himself, um, to try to keep Butch from interfering. You know, a couple of bro kicks. and Oh, yeah, yeah. Kofi did hit a, a Trouble in Paradise at, the, like, the very start of the match. And... Uh, Almost got the pin, but Sheamus was uh, so close to the ropes. Like, I'm trying to remember if he got pulled out. I think Sheamus grabs the bottom rope, if I'm not mistaken, uh, which which ended up stopping the count. But, yeah, he hit, you know, the bro kick. They get the win. Uh, Butch still wanted to get a piece of the New Day, still wanted to get a piece of Kofi and Xavier. Uh, they they were able to, you know, get them off and, and, and you know, they, they go about their business. Uh
and then probably two of the most I don't I don't I don't recall them happening back to back. Um, like again, like I said, I'm not sure of the order, but two of the most talked about things from night two had to be um, Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. Anything goes. Like Sami Zayn should have known better than to make this an anything goes match, but you're not paying attention to none of that stuff. That you're not thinking he's gonna bring Jackass to WrestleMania. Like the bits that were in this thing were like hilarious. Like there's a part where uh, Sammy, I, I, he went under the under the ring. He gets a table, and I don't remember what he was trying to do or what he was going for. But all of a sudden, like, you hear him go like, ah, and you see him grab his hand. So then he goes back under the ring to see what, like, touched his hand. And it's a table with mousetraps on top of it. Like, what? I hope these other, like, like the independents and AEW and anybody else that wants to have a hardcore match doesn't get any ideas about using mousetraps. Like, it was like a jackass type of thing. So, like, I really, like, stick to your thumbtacks, stick to your barbed wire, do not... Like, you can even do Legos, because I've seen them do Legos before. Do not use mousetraps. Please, please don't. It was perfect. It was something, at least as far as I know, that hasn't been done in wrestling uh, as far as foreign objects. Now, obviously, they had the other gimmick type of uh, things from, like, from Jackass, like the, 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 the kicking foot, the, the slapping hand which everybody called Mark Henry and Mae Young's, uh, uh, Young's kid. Uh, so that was kind of hilarious because I think Mark Henry even, uh, even tweeted out something about only raising generational talent. Uh, so that was kind of cool to see, uh, like when uh, Sammy was running and then the hand like slapped us. Like, yeah, like, like he was Chris Rock. He got Chris rocked out of socks, as 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 uh, drama as DJ Drama would say. Uh, shout out to DJ Drama. Don't get Chris rocked out your socks, something like that. He said, I believe, as I walk as I walk back to my seat. <laughs> but yeah, man, it was it was it was it was everything. Like you got all of the, uh, at least I guess all of the jackass members that are in the the jackass forever. The 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 fourth Jackass movie, I believe it is, the one that just came out that they were promoting Sami Zayn's tights got made after. Like, Sami Zayn mocked it by by making doing his tights in the same fashion. Uh, Sami Zayn forever. Uh, yeah, they did the usual, like, with the tasers. Uh, Sami goes to the top rope. Uh, Knoxville shoots off the pyro. Uh, what's his face? Chris Pontius does his whole stripper deal. Uh, Wee Man, uh, who we, who we, who, who, if you don't, if you, if you don't follow Jackass, the last time you saw Wee Man was, uh, I think, yeah, Brock Lesnar, like, put him through a table in a restaurant, if, if I remember the, the, the viral video correctly. But yeah, he pops up, 
uh, Hornswoggle style coming out from under the ring. And he he body slammed. He body slammed. He body slammed Sami Zayn. And that allowed everybody to forget and erase the fact that Hulk Hogan slamming Andre the Giant is one of the biggest moments in WrestleMania history. We can finally erase that from our memory because if you're in the camp of people that don't like Hulk Hogan, you don't like remembering the time when you used to like Hulk Hogan. In the words of the Iron Sheik, fuck Hulk Hogan. So the new memorable slam at WrestleMania is from WrestleMania 38, and it's Wee Man slamming Sami Zayn. And Wee Man caught a hell of a halluva kick for his efforts. Now, if you told me that I could slam Sami Zayn, but Sami Zayn has to kick me in my face afterwards, I'm cool. I don't have to slam Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn is not about to kick me in my face. So, I mean, they're talking about the slam, obviously, but we men pay the price to be able to get that slam off. I mean, yo, like, he kicked we men's head clear off. Well, not literally, but you get what I'm saying. Uh, then eventually they get this big ass mouse trap in the ring and Knoxville tries to I guess deploy it the normal way by pulling on the string but it doesn't go so then he has to go to the uh where you know pull the the the, the thing off the lever or whatever I believe it like whatever the clamp and then he had to get out the way and then the clamp eventually like it come it ends up landing down on on Sami Zayn and then he he, he pins Knoxville pins Sami Zayn and somebody told me that uh, I think I was listening to a podcast and they said that celebrities never lose at Mania and I thought for sure that Logan Paul and Miz were gonna lose because being that Lo- being that Logan Paul was a heel and then I thought Johnny Knoxville was gonna lose until I seen the type of match they were having. And I thought when you say, I thought it was going to be like the regular, I thought they was just kind of like, I thought I, I didn't expect it to be as comedic as it was. But seeing that it was Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville, I should have known better, but I did, I still didn't expect what they were able to do. And I mean, that, that, that was just amazing. Like, I mean, like, are you kidding me? Like, there was like so many things going on inside that match. And I know a lot of people are going to try to shit all over it because it's not wrestling, but it's WrestleMania. They did their share of wrestling. The match was anything goes. They didn't just do the same old boring stuff of having thumbtacks or putting people through tables, hitting people with chairs, using barbed wire. Like, they really utilize the fact that Johnny Knoxville is, you know, that Johnny Knoxville is uh, made a living off of jackass. Like, so, like, that was, like, something that was pretty interesting to see. And you can't deny the fact 
that they played to Johnny Knoxville's strength. They didn't, you know, do anything, you know, too crazy. And, you know, nobody got hurt, at least as far as I can tell. No, nobody nobody got hurt, uh, either Sammy or Knoxville or anybody in on Knoxville's team. Uh, then another, the, the next big talking point from night two, obviously, was the Austin Theory versus Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee comes out with the cheerleaders. Uh, Vince McMahon came out first prior to Austin, excuse me, prior to Austin Theory coming out. So, you know, he came out first. Uh, but yeah, Theory, Theory uh, McAfee comes out with the with, with the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. He punts a ball into the crowd. Uh, you know, he he's wrestling Austin Theory. They're having a good match. It's you know, it's it's entertaining. Uh, eventually, uh, McAfee is able to get the victory. Uh, Vince is with Theory. They're starting to walk off. Vince and McAfee kind of, you know get into it a little bit. So then Vince starts teasing, getting in the ring. And you don't expect it to happen. You think that, like, he's probably just going to walk off or Theory's going to attack Pat McAfee to get his heat back. And then maybe another wrestler would come out and start a feud with with Austin Theory. So, but no, like... Vince McMahon takes off his shirt, takes off his blazers, his ties, his tie, his shirt. He has on like a black tank top. He gets in the ring. He's face to face with 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 uh with McAfee. Uh, referee comes in, and we actually are getting another match. And I mean, it's a quick thing. Like Austin Theory does, you know, his interfering and stuff, which they had some awesome spots. Like McAfee, like. Flipped off the top rope, landed on his feet. Then he hopped back up to the top rope and hit a. Oh man, it was like hit a top rope superplex. Like he was legitimately standing on the top rope when when he did the suplex. Um, but yeah, like it was it was like it was something like where if he didn't execute it. The way it came off, like, like, because you only get one shot live. Like, obviously, you can try again, but when you miss the first attempt, that sits in people's minds. Like, yeah, that was okay, but he didn't get it on the first try. So, doing that live where he was able to backflip, land on his feet, hop back up to the top rope, and then hit the suplex. Uh, Somebody else hit a suplex, too. I believe, I want to say, was it Edge and AJ? That hit the suplex on the apron. Like, I know on night one, I know Rollins and, and Rhodes did the suplex where they both tumble over the top rope and, and they both go to the floor. But I want to say, I don't remember who hit it on who, but I believe it was AJ. I believe it was AJ and Edge where they did the suplex on the apron. Like, they were outside the ring, but they were still on the apron and they did the suplex, but it wasn't to the floor. It was a suplex to the apron. Uh, I believe it was I believe it was Edge and AJ, which which is why I still say that you know that match 
if it, like the the hilar the hilariousness, I guess for the next two matches. Uh, I don't like again. I don't remember the order that the matches came in, but those two matches stuck out because of how entertaining they were. Uh, again, the theory McAfee uh, turning into uh, at the end of it ended up turning into a second match: McMahon versus McAfee. Uh, McMahon gets the win. They celebrate. And then the glass breaks. And the whole time I'm wondering to myself, like, are we about to get another Austin match? Which we don't quite get another Stone Cold Steve Austin match. Because I figure, well, they gave the people that went to night one a match. And some people went to some, like, not everybody went to both nights. So some people went to night one, some people went to night two. So it's like, okay, are they about to well they about to give the people on night two an Austin match as well? But it wasn't quite a match, but it was entertaining nonetheless. He, you know, he got Austin Theory up out of there. Austin Theory sold the the sold the stunner, you know, like like one of the best to ever do it. Like like people were saying he overdid it and this, that, and the third. They have never seen people sell the stunner then. Like the rock. And quite a few other people, they sell that stunner. Like Byron Saxton got stunned. That's that's who got stunned on night one as well with Byron Saxton, which that was like that was expected. He gets excited. He wants to drink a beer with with Austin as always. And every time he does that, he ends up getting stunned. So yeah, I mean, like you got people that know how to sell the stunner, and then you have Vince McMahon. Um. Vince McMahon never could sell the stunner. Vince McMahon always drops down like a like a, like a sack of potatoes. Uh, Austin kicked him in the stomach. He was getting ready to go for the stunner. McMahon stumbles back. Like you couldn't tell was he trying to escape or did he stumble? Like like I don't know what happened, but he ends up against the ropes. Austin's laughing his ass off because I believe he was laughing at um, McMahon sipping the bear. Uh, to like do a taste test of the beer, um, like th- this whole bit was just hilarious. Uh, so he tries to grab onto uh Vince again, but he doesn't quite get him. He does the stunner motion. He spits his beer out. Vince kind of just crumbles to the ground like he uh typically does. He's not shaking like like I think he did the the Madison Square Garden one. I remember he he caught a stunner and he's like on the ground shaking trying trying to sell the effects but i think this time he just laid on the ground um he calls mcafee into the ring him and mcafee drink some beers you think everything's cool nope he stunners mcafee and then they pan to mcafee selling the the stunner outside the ring on on the on the, on the arena floor and he's still drinking the beer like it it was oh man like that whole bit I think it couldn't have been more than 12, 15 minutes um, that they used between the actual match of McAfee versus Theory and then going into uh, McMahon versus McAfee and then going into the involvement with Hulk, with, uh, excuse me, with Stone Cold at the end of all that. Um, so was that eight? Edge, AJ... The uh, Raw Tag Team Titles, um, Knoxville versus Zane, 
McAfee versus oh the women's tag titles. McAfee versus Theory. New Day versus the Fellas and McMahon versus McAfee. Yeah, so that's everything. Uh and then we had the the unification match. And Wow, a lot of people are coming in uh, towards the end. Um, definitely appreciate it if you guys uh, want to check out the show from the beginning. I know it's we're at an hour and 40 minutes, uh, um, and I, I should be uh, done shortly. Um, but, yeah, uh, a lot of people are trying to give, you know, Brock versus Roman flat. Uh I think this was a situation where the match ended the way it ended because of the injury to Roman. Uh, not sure how serious it is. Uh, he, you do see where he pops his shoulder back into place. Uh, looks like it happens during the Kimura. I'm, I'm not sure if it happened before the Kimura or during the Kimura. Uh, but people did point it out on, on Twitter. Um, we're showing showing that the, the actual where it does look like Roman did legit get injured. Uh, but then, like, you see him when he eventually gets up um, after winning the match. Uh, you see him hold the top rope with his with his hand and, you know, pulls back to uh, pop his like arm or shoulder or whatever it is uh, um, back into place. Uh, people were talking about because uh, Roman did make Brock bleed, so I guess people were expecting uh, blood. Uh, they were expecting guys to get busted open, um, because he made him bleed. He made uh, Brock bleed at MSG, so I guess that was something people were expecting blood. So people, when when the blood didn't come, the bloodshed didn't happen. I guess a lot of people were disappointed in that. Uh, they were saying it's the same formulaic Brock versus Roman match where there's a bunch of uh, finishers hit. But no, like Brock hit his usual suplexes, which he was hitting a lot of belly to bellies uh, instead of German suplexes. And then he started hitting the German suplex. Uh, Roman hit some uh, Superman punches. Uh, there was the part on the outside, people were saying how Brock and Roman weren't playing into, you know, their whole story. But Paul Heyman is a huge part of their story. Oh, that reminds me, the entrances, the introductions, the introductions for this match was hilarious. Like, Paul Heyman did his usual thing and took the mic uh, from the ring announcer. And uh, he announces Roman Reigns. And then the announcer goes back and thinks he's about to introduce Brock Lesnar. But Brock Lesnar takes the mic himself and does his best Paul Heyman impression and introduces himself. Uh, so, so that was pretty, pretty entertaining, pretty hilarious. How how that all uh, went down. Uh, hopefully, the ring announcer still got a paycheck uh, for that match, which I mean, I'm pretty sure he did. Um, but yeah, like so, like seeing how everything unfolded. Uh, where, you know, Heyman's, like, telling Brock, like, yo, uh, 
it's me and you, it's me and you, uh, we can do this and whatever. And it, it's just a distraction. Uh, Brock turns around and gets speared through the barricade. And, you know, things went on the way they went on. Again, like I said, uh, Brock locked in the Kimura. Uh, Roman's reaching for the ropes. He can't reach the ropes. He's inching closer. He can't get there. And then he's like real close. And out of the referees, out of the referees peripheral, like the referee can't like, like he's not in a situation where he can see Paul Heyman behind him. But Paul Heyman does manage to push the rope in just enough. And uh, Roman's able to grab the rope. Paul Heyman gets out of dodge. So the ref doesn't know what happened. He just sees like, okay, Roman grabbed the rope. Like I saw Roman grab the rope. Like I didn't see the, I didn't see the rope get pushed uh, a little like closer or whatever, but you know, that's like a trope in wrestling where they, you know, you know, push the whole rope in closer to, so the guy can, so the guy, so the guy can uh, touch it to break the hole. Mm, excuse me. But yeah, so it's just like, I think that's where the injury happened. And then uh, there's a ref bump. I believe there's a belt shot. I don't remember if that happened before the, before the Kimura. I think it happens after the Kimura. And then we get the spear where Roman, Roman, Roman spears uh, Brock. And then he got the three and everybody went home. And it was like, I'm pretty sure it feels like it could have continued. Um, that it, that it could have continued uh, further along. Um, but I mean, it was what it was. I mean, WrestleMania, like WrestleMania, like, don't get me wrong. There have been bad WrestleManias, but you can take something from every WrestleMania or take a couple of things from WrestleMania and, 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 and you can be thoroughly entertained by WrestleMania. Like, it's not like one of those pay-per-views where, like, I don't know, maybe it's the atmosphere. Because the fans, for the most part, when, when you look at WrestleMania, a lot of times you see them, they're into it. Like, you might be home, you might be tired. Like, a lot of things can factor into you watching WrestleMania from home. Like, you get a way different experience or a way different opinion of it from the people that are there live. So that's a whole other thing that factors into WrestleMania, um, which is why I was, like, trying to go off of what I saw myself um, which is the the best way to do it. Um, block out other people's opinions of something. Now, if you want to go back and, and see opinions of what other people thought about it, once you've heard it, just to, just to make sure you're not tripping, or maybe you might have missed something, and they, they'll point it out, like, oh, I didn't like this because of X, Y, Z. Oh, I didn't realize X, Y, Z. And then you go back and watch it, and it's like, oh, okay. Well, they might have a point there. So I mean, it's good to have different opinions on things, and that's why I I want to I, I want to be able to hopefully um, be heard either on you know calling right here or on any other uh, podcast or streaming services, uh, whether it's just me by myself, me with a co-host, or me with the or me with a few co-hosts, or a completely different show, uh, which that's something that I'm hopefully gonna start trying to trying to brainstorm with with somebody else 
Um, and most likely I'll probably still continue this and, you know, see, see what I can make happen with this show and or, and or the other show that, that could potentially be coming. But yeah, man, this is Jerome says word and, you know, I'm in the house. Um, I'm excited for Raw after mania. Cody Rhodes says he's going to be speaking on some things. Uh, I imagine that that I imagine that the majority he might drop some hints in there or drop some Easter eggs, but I think for the most part he's gonna keep these probably I'm, I'm I would imagine he's probably gonna keep this WWE related more so than wrestling on the whole. Uh, and obviously he's been doing a lot of interviews since uh, he made the return, and you know some people are picking out things that he said, and me personally I haven't seen anything that majorly like put that 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 Omega or the Bucks or even Tony Khan or anybody in AEW should be mad about like I don't know like I don't know like I like I haven't seen it yet if you want to point me to it go ahead and point me to it and I'll listen to it or I'll read the article it's probably a lot easier to 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 pinpoint what he's saying if it's audio or video as compared to like the written transcript um but I heard the the interview on the Ringer. Uh, I heard the digital WWE exclusives. And yeah, like I guess we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, we'll see the what the status is of of Roman. Hopefully, it wasn't nothing serious to the because I mean we've seen it happen with uh, Finn Balor. Um, We've seen it happen with Karrion Cross down in NXT where they had to uh, relinquish their titles. Uh, so coming off of that match and making this big thing about unifying the titles, it would suck if he had to relinquish the titles, especially the run that he's been on. Like the only thing you can hope is that, okay, Maybe he just needs some time off to rest and heal if if it if it if it comes to that. Uh but hopefully he's not gonna have to relinquish these belts. Uh excuse me, these titles. Uh like I said again, I'm excited for the Raw after Mania. Uh then we got NXT after stand and deliver on Tuesday. Dynamite, they have already announced, I believe it's the Young Bucks versus FTR. And then the Hardy Boys versus uh, Butcher and Blade inside a tables match. Uh, Roderick Strong and Ilya uh, Dragon uh, Drag Drag Dragon Dragonova Dragonoff Ilya Dragonoff. I, uh, I know their 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 match should be coming up soon. If it's not this week, uh, I believe they announced it. I'm not sure. Like, I know they both um, went back and forth, and I believe Dragunov uh, accepted Roger Strong's challenge. Uh, so, but I know that match is coming up soon. Uh, then you have, uh, obviously, uh, Raw after, um, SmackDown after Mania, which, I mean, it being on Friday, it's kind of a little further out than, than Raw. But you still have that. Um, then it's uh, seeing what's up with ROH, like what they're going to do after Supercata Honor. 
are they still going to do um, the next pay-per-view, which is usually in July, June and July, June or July, which is uh, best in the world. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if they go forward with, with that or if they do something different, uh, if they get a TV deal or not. Um, we'll probably find out what's going on on Rampage. We'll probably find that out on, on Wednesday during Dynamite. Um, Impact, um, I believe they're getting ready to do their pay-per-view on like the 23rd, I believe, 25th, something like that. Uh, 24th. Yeah, the 22nd is, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's the 23rd. I want to say it's Saturday the 23rd. Um, Rebellion. Yes, that's the paper. That is, that's, it's it. it it's Rebellion. Uh, so they're going to be building toward Rebellion. And, um, MLW, I'm not sure what MLW, um, has going on outside of, uh, I do remember Richard Holiday turning on uh, Alex Hammerstone and aligning himself with Alicia Atute. So that was interesting with Alicia Atute turning heel. Um, and then, of course, Myron Reed won, if I'm not mistaken, it was for the third time the uh, cruiser, the uh, middleweight, the middleweight title. Um, so that was pretty dope. Uh, it looks like uh, the judge, uh, can't pronounce his actual name. I believe it's like EJ. Um, but I know his like I believe he's Nigerian, I want to say. Don't don't quote me on that though. But it looks like he's the open weight champion. Um I know uh the other home uh what's his name? Alex Alex Kane, I believe it was his name. Was the champ? Because I see uh Adoku. I believe I think I think it's the name EJ Adoku. I want to say. I hope I'm not pronouncing it. I hope I'm not pronouncing it wrong. But he he goes by the Judge, and uh, he had he had an MLW title, which I don't think it was. It didn't look like the tag belts. Uh, so it looks like he must have uh, won the uh, the only other title that makes sense would have been the open weight title. Um, because I believe Hammerstone is still the heavyweight champ. So, like, I really need to tap back into MLW. Um, but, yeah, like I said, uh, like I said, uh, I'm going to head on up out of here. Um if you popped in during during it, um, you can definitely go back and um, listen from the beginning. I believe once 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 this once this ends, um, and yeah, uh, you can follow follow the show at Word Exclaim on on Twitter uh, or Word Exclaimed. That's with an E D at the end on Instagram. You can follow me on both uh, both platforms, Twitter as well as Instagram. Uh, Jerome says word, which is the same uh, name that I utilize here on on calling. And uh, we're gonna see what we can do with this. Um, the 
the plan is to hopefully do this on Sundays. And then, uh, well, I don't know how that's going to work during football season, so it'll probably be Sunday morning. Uh, obviously, with pay-per-views, uh, I will most likely push it, uh, push it back or do, like, a special pay-per-view-only um, episode. Uh, so that'll most likely be on Mondays or again on Sunday. So if it's on Sunday, then it will be the pay-per-views as well as, uh, we'll probably take priority. And then if I have time at the end, I'll probably run down what happened during the week. Or, you know, if the pay-per-view is on Sunday, then I'll probably just run down the week on Sunday uh, with a and then do a like a pay per view preview, and then talk about the uh, pay per view on a special episode on Monday after you know I get off my nine to five. But yeah, uh, Jerome says word. This has been Word on Wrestling, Wrestling Opinions, Real Discussions. Hopefully, in the future, I will be able to have some discussions with you guys and get your wrestling opinions. And I'm out.